Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. David Crosby's best songs, Deja Vu, the title track from that Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young album. Uh, creative guitarist, into your funky open tunings and stuff. Uh, also a self-indulgent, rich prick who never really grew up until he was in his 70s. Complicated character, love the art, not the artist. And we're talking about ancient rock and roller because... He was just nominated to be the governor of South Dakota. No, he's passed, Jackie. <laughs> David Crosby has passed away at the age of 82. <laughs> he just found a cure for eczema, and that's why he's in the news. <laughs> no, and, and honestly, the fact that David Crosby made it to 82 gives right. me hope. 
You know, um, I, I just I, I, maybe it's because it's a combination of the fact that I'm getting older and I'm raising, you know, soon to be teenagers and stuff like that. And when you're younger, that whole I hope I die before I get old makes perfectly good sense. Makes, you know, better to burn out than to fade away. Makes perfectly good sense. Mm. You get a little bit older. It makes no sense whatsoever. And um, you can't I don't know. You know, nobody could convince me of that when I was younger. Uh, but interesting I, that both those lines were written by guys who are rapidly approaching 80 and still very, very interested in being vital human beings. Yeah. And they don't believe that either. Neil Young and Pete Townsend. Yeah. They don't believe that at this point either. Even right. the guys who believe, you know, made money off of writing those lyrics. And so here's yet another ancient rock and roller, David Crosby, now dead, who once he finally stopped, you know, uh, being messed up on booze and alcohol, or booze and alcohol, booze and drugs all the time thought wow i wasted a lot of time wish i hadn't done that i don't think it helped my art i think it hurt it you know i just i wish that was emphasized more that most of these guys eric clapton stevie ray vaughn so many of them that i've read about who who think no that was a terrible it was holding me back i'd be i'm better without it than i was with it but they were convinced when they were young that that's that's what made them special and good and everything those that live long enough to ever have those regrets many people many many people die of course Anyway, here's a quote from David Crosby that uh, I liked. Oh, and then coming up, another blockbuster quote from David Crosby Mm -hmm. that will settle an argument once and for all. David Crosby in the news, of course, because he just did a solo flight in a hot air balloon around the world. (coughs) No, he died. I'm concerned that the time I've got here is so short, and I'm pissed at myself deeply for the 10 years at least of time that I wasted just getting smashed. I was about as low as a human can go. I'm ashamed of that. That's the way wow. most people look back on their drug drinking years. Not, wow, that was awesome. I'm sure glad I did it. I wish I had done it longer. Yeah. Yeah. Rhett Miller of the old 97s, which is one of my favorite bands. He's one of my favorite songwriters. Uh, he said recently, as he's uh, exploring sobriety, he said essentially the whole whiskey hammered troubled life failed relationship honky tonk thing i thought i had to be that to write songs mm-hmm. and i'm starting to realize that's not done me any good right yeah well yeah uh so the other thing david crosby said and this is going out this is a special armstrong and getty dedication to all the blue cities of the west coast from seattle to san diego and all points in between also, Austin and Chicago and anywhere with giant populations of junkie camps ruining your parks and cities and downtowns, and sucking up your public tax money for no damn reason. David Crosby said repeatedly, going to jail was the only thing that saved my life. I would be dead if I, didn't, if I wasn't put in jail. Yeah, I know a guy who was homeless who says that. He was yeah, a drug right. addict and homeless, and going to jail is the best thing that ever happened to him. I know actually several people that say that. Yeah, virtually every time we bring this up, we get really moving and heartfelt emails from folks saying, yeah, it wasn't people helping me be a junkie that saved me. It was people telling me, you can't be that anymore. It was consequences. Yeah, it's Not, not for cruelty or lack of understanding, or I don't think people can be beat out of addiction or anything like that. I'm not a lunatic. 
It's just utterly clear. It's repercussions that change bad behaviors. Yeah, we never get emails from people saying, yeah, people handing me money on the street when I had my cardboard sign, that's what got me sober. People handing me money so I could get drunk yet again that night? No. Now, maybe getting free needles from the city of San Francisco kept you from getting hep C, and I don't want you to get hep C, speaking of David Crosby. Um, But nobody's ever said that. Yeah, it was the free needles that really got me to turn my life around. Mm. And yet we double and double and double down on those idiotic enabler policies. You know, not to get too far into the addiction thing. Because they seem nice. Well, right. But aren't we all familiar with the idea of being an enabler at this point? With the public discussion about alcoholism and drug addiction through the decades? Well, what made you get your act together on anything? You, the collective you listening, whether it was eating too much, spending too much, you know, whatever it was. Was it was it some like allowing you to do it easy more more easily no i don't know yeah who, who you know it? it was when i maxed out my visa and i got a discover card that's what really stopped me from overspending think how ridiculous that is it's when somebody started giving me free pies that i decided i had an eating problem probably not actually that might do it for me because i would eat way too much pie and i got a uh i had a good eating day and then last night, for some reason, I was looking for a chocolate pie. I couldn't find one, but I came across oh. a um, cheesecake at Trader Joe's. Didn't realize you got a thought. I was wanting it now. So I ate oh. the cheesecake frozen. Oh, my. I know. I'm like, I'm like David Crosby. That's your crawling around looking for your Coke on the bathroom floor moment right there. <laughs> Eating a Trader Joe's cheesecake while it's still frozen. <laughs> Shame. Shame. Well, Shame. you're seeking a child's pie, too. A chocolate pie. <laughs> a Good Lord, man. Pie. You child? <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. It's just shameful. Yeah, yeah. It, is. it really is. Where were we? Oh, okay. Change of, change of topic. <clears throat> change of tone. If you want to talk more about David Crosby, let me know. I can bore you to death. Or frozen <clears throat> cheesecake. How much flavor comes out of it when it's frozen? No, hardly, think... hardly any. It was terrible. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It was very hmm. unfulfilling. Wow. So uh, I am in favor of whatever works to protect the environment, to protect the air, the water, the earth. Anybody would be that's not a maniac or making huge profits off of polluting the earth. I think we're all agreed. Here's the one thing I'm tired of, and I think I speak for you, Jack, too, when I say this, and many, many folks in the the audience. Hey, I'm down with whatever works, but stop lying to me. Stop browbeating me to do phony crap that doesn't do any good. To wit, electric vehicles and recycling. We'll talk about it next segment. All right, and you're flying to Davos this weekend to give a TED Talk, I believe. Oh, yeah, in a special private jet that only fits one person, the pilot, and one other person. So we burn the maximum jet fuel. (laughs) One stupid angle of the whole Biden classified documents thing that has been figured out, among other things on the way. Stay with us. Armstrong and Getty. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms. And 
producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. The Armstrong and Getty Show. A couple of amazing software failure stories for you coming up next segment. Also, an argument for giving the IRS money, how incredibly antiquated their system is for handling our taxes, if you haven't heard this. So stay tuned. Hmm. Indeed. So a couple of things. First of all, this uh, appeared notably in the CBC, the Canadian Broadcasting Company, on their website. Uh, Rush to electric vehicles may be an expensive mistake, say climate strategists. This is something we have been saying and other people have been saying for a very long time, but you can't get anybody to listen to you. They mentioned that uh, first incarnated by Tesla, the EV is seen as a sleeker, slicker, faster, and more stylish than traditional internal combustion engine car and truck that burn those dirty fossil fuels, blah, 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 global warming. For people with money and a conscience, EVs are doubly satisfying. They allow the affluent to indulge in the time-honored pleasure of conspicuous consumption while at the same time saving the planet. I don't know that they're most more stylish. In most cases, they are not, but whatever. Not so fast. Uh, those who have looked more deeply at how the world can escape its dependence on oil and gas, the rush to replace existing gas guzzlers with a new fleet of clean, silent, battery-powered personal transport leaves them uneasy. Uh, many, including this John Lorenk, who is a winner of a public policy prize for one of his books, uh, worries that the dash to go electric has not been well thought out. The potential result, unsustainable costs and unnecessary damage to the environment. And we could go into, uh, into is it the whole, a lot of detail. Is it the whole having to produce the electricity? Is that the main thing? Mm, yeah, that's a big part or of it. What do you do with the dang batteries when you're done with them? Well, it's, it's worse than that. He said the change comes with many caveats, including the fact that a lot of the world's electricity is still made using fossil fuels. you got to charge the damn thing. Uh, electric vehicles are largely engineered, or, or I'm sorry, are large engineered objects that require a lot of metal. They require a lot of components that are shipped all over the place. There's a lot of mining and processing of minerals required to make the components. So it's not an environmental panacea by any stretch of the imagination. Hmm, that's, that, that must be why they, they're so heavy, all that metal in there. Because, like, my sedan weighs as much as my giant extra-long SUV I had. 
because it's an electric car. So I guess it's all that metal in there they're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Um, they mentioned that the current technology is still horrendously inefficient in terms of the amount of money that it takes and energy it takes and um, and the, the horrific third world mining practices that are completely necessary to make your jazzy uh, electric car. Everybody just ignores that stuff. And some of the leading you know, experts on the planet are saying, wow, the math just doesn't work right now. So, like I've said about, like, uh, uh, we need to eliminate fossil fuels and go with windmills and solar, current solar panels. You people are stoned. Well, I, I've told this story before. I, I Like you said the other day, I'm kind of agnostic on it, too. I mean, if it ends up being cheaper and better, I'll do it. If it's not, I won't. It's kind of where I am, and I have a Tesla, and I made one long trip to L.A., and it was a pain in the ass. And uh, I'll probably never do it again. So just because it was just less convenient. But you're you're setting a way, way higher standard than these scientists writing this article. Cheaper and better. They're just saying, if it's more expensive and worse, I'll still do it if it's good environmentally. Right. It's not. You have a net damage to the environment and a significant one so, if you have millions of electric cars around. So in the, you combine that with my thing. So it's less convenient. And bad for the environment. Okay, fantastic. It's a lose-lose. Who's in? It is. My car goes 0 to 60 in 1.98 seconds, though, so that's pretty cool. It's faster than hell. Kick your ass, gas boy. Uh, Let's see. And this from uh, the fabulous John Stossel. Jack, I believe you made a reference to this uh, earlier in the week. I thought it was terrific. The costly stupidity of the recycling religion. For decades, we've been told, recycle. If we're not using recycled paper, we're cutting down more trees, says this president of a recycling company. And recycling paper cardboard does save trees. Recycling aluminum does save energy. But that's about it. Paper and aluminum. The ugly truth is that many recyclables sent to recycling plants are never recycled. And the worst is plastic. Even Greenpeace now says plastic recycling is a dead end straight. God, I got to quit then. The the effort I put into separating all them plastic things and and rinsing them out and all that sort of stuff just throw them in the trash now here's an interesting look at humans john tierney wrote a cover story for the new york times magazine back in the day Uh, it was a story i don't know if it's on the cover recycling is garbage that went into detail on this stuff it set the times record for hate mail (laughs) but every word he wrote was true and undeniably true. John Stossel went back to Tierney now, uh, and Tierney says it's even more true today. Recycling is an industry that uses increasingly expensive labor to produce materials that are worth less and less. It'd be smarter just to dump our garbage in landfills, and people think landfills are horrible polluters, but they're not. Regulations, occasionally government regulations are actually useful, and I would agree, of course they are, some of them. Make sure today's landfills have protective barriers so they don't leak. Eventually, landfills are turned into good things, ski hills, parks, golf courses, etc., etc. Did they, really? I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. Skiing yeah. on garbage? There was, uh, there was a big uh, hill called Mount Trashmore near where I grew up in Chicagoland. Mm-hmm. It, was a, uh, it was a mini ski hill that was essentially a, a landfill. Yeah, uh, The only way you knew it is they have occasional pipes coming out of the ground here and there that would release some of the methane that was being created, and it uh, was stanky. Otherwise, it was just a hill. 
1987, the media gave a lot of publicity to a garbage barge that traveled thousands of miles trying and failing to place, find a place to dump its load. I remember but that. But that barge wasn't rejected because there was a lack of room. States turned the barge away after hysterical media suggested it contained infectious waste. The EPA later found it was just normal garbage. story was completely mistold. God, I still go through the histrionics of the whole uh, the, the recycling thing every Sunday night before Trash Day and everything like that. I, I really should look into it more because it's probably, almost certainly, a complete waste of time. Oh, yeah. And you got your progressive places, Portlandia and such, that you have four different yep. containers or what have you. Yeah. Um, and and none have of to it pay does a any lot good. to have them. And we're still overcoming some of the harem scarum crap of the 70s. We've talked about the population bomb and Paul Ehrlich, who's a crackpot. The whole we're going to run out of landfill landfill space in in a decade. Landfills have plenty of room. America has more space than we will ever need. If you think of the United States as a football field, all the garbage that we will generate in the next 1,000 years would fit inside a tiny fraction of the one-inch line. What? 1,000 years. What? You heard me. Wake up and smell the garbage. Wild. Wow. Keep recycling that plastic. I'll do it today. Right, because it kind of makes me feel like I'm doing something, which is stupid. And and there have been multiple multiple investigations, too. They follow the recycling trucks. They go straight to the dump and dump (laughs) the plastic. (laughs) Oh, that's unbelievable. Armstrong and Getty. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Ukrainian President Zelensky said that he isn't sure if Vladimir Putin is still alive. Right now, 20 Russian officials are sitting around a conference table like, you poke him. No, you. (laughs) (laughs) Then an aide uh, felt Putin's forehead. He's like, he's cold and stiff. So all good. Uh, Yeah, I took that as like a Zelensky just trying to, I don't know, mind game with Putin. I don't know. 
So I've got a trio of government outdated tech stories that range from maddening to hilarious. First of all, they have announced in the last few hours that when all those flights were grounded a couple of Mondays ago, 11,000 flights, biggest grounding of airlines in this country ever outside of 9-11, it was some deleted files. A couple of contractors just accidentally deleted some files. And uh, so it brought down the whole network. Now, is that good news that we weren't hacked by the Chinese? It was just our own sucky tech or bad news? (laughs) I'm not exactly sure. Yeah, yeah, I I hear you. And the Southwest meltdown, which was a bunch of different things, included the fact that their software was so bad and not able to deal with uh, the big problems. And then you got this story. Maybe you've heard this one. This Massachusetts school where the lights had been on continuously for over a year because nobody could turn them off. And it cost taxpayers many thousands of dollars a month. There was no way to turn the lights off at this school. What? I know. You hear it and you think that can't be possible. Well, like, you know, like uh, controlling the temperature in here. You know how I can't? It's controlled by someone else so that I won't mess with the temperature. Well, they did this at the school, basically. First of all, they forced various kinds of money-saving, energy-saving, in theory, LED lights on them, and then uh, all kinds of computers that, you know, would turn the lights off and on so you don't have it in the hands of uh, evil human beings who might leave the lights on. So might turn the lights on or off. So it was a complicated software system that somehow got stuck on, on, and nobody could figure out how to get them turned off. And this went on, and with also along with bureaucracy of whose department is this and who's allowed to touch this and... And uh, liability problems and all that sort of thing. Over a year, 7,000 lights in this Massachusetts high school were on for over a year. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. You wouldn't think that would freaking be possible, that there'd have to be a plug or a breaker or something somewhere that you just flip and they'd go off. But that's not what happened. Well, it reminds me a little of the story uh, from last hour about that old missile silo in uh, Northern California, not far from the radio ranch, where the Army Corps of Engineers and the local authorities and the county and the state have been talking about who ought to deal with it for 32 years. And and you want central planning, huh? Right. And so in this particular case, you had I guess it's a win that the lights were only on for a year, that it didn't take 30 years to fix it. There will be a remote override switch, though this won't happen again now that the companies got involved in, you know, you mean an ability to turn the lights off? Yeah, that'd be cool. If it was a private company and the CEO said, whoa, 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 we can't turn the lights off when everybody's gone. This is going to cost us. Hey, give me a cost figure for this as quick as you can. Yeah, this is going to cost us thousands of dollars a year. It would have been dealt with by the end of the week. Yeah. Of course it would have. And people would have been fired who screwed up. And then this one. This is kind of interesting. So I was listening to this podcast yesterday. It's the... um, Remnant podcast with Jonah Goldberg of the Dispatch. He had on this economic guy that I really like. He's a a fiscal uh, expert at one of your think tanks. I don't remember which one. Brian Riedel is his name. Riedel. And uh, here's him talking about the current state of the IRS. I'm sorry. Right here. I didn't tell you which clip that was, Michael. That is clip 17. I'm probably going to get shot for this, but I don't have a problem giving the IRS more money. Again, take away my ex-Heritage Foundation card. And that's because, A, the IRS, not all of it's going to agents. I mean, the the IRS is still 
every year you, people mail their IRS 1040 to the to the building and they manually copy it by hand into their computer systems. They don't scan it. They have people manually typing up your your 1040 into a computer like, system. Like data entry? Yes. Data entry people man, they manually type it up for millions of returns. This is absurd. Again, getting back to your thing about no private company would spend the money it takes to have all the employees typing things into a computer. If your boss found out, he'd say, get out of here, you Luddite. Get somebody in here that understands, like, the 90s. And, uh, you know, figure out a way to do it much, much faster, much, much cheaper. But, nope, the government just keeps on keeping on with people actually typing those numbers that you write down in the forms, typing them into a computer. Right. That's unbelievable. I mean, yeah, like, the it's IRS hard for me is to so sad. Well, and it's, but, but it's so easy to demagogue on the right, right? But I'm sure that uh, it reflects uh, well the FAA and all kinds of other government agencies. It's just mm-hmm. amazing. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Which brings us again to Tim Sandifer's fabulous book, The Three Furies. I won't re-explain what it's about, but it goes into the progressive era, the 20th century, where there was serious momentum to have a totalitarian state, a centrally planned economy, centrally planned everything. FDR was their king, and a lot of the intelligentsia in America were thrilled with this. Thrilled. I got an example of why that doesn't work in China coming up in a second. But first, we ought to tell you about HelloFresh because I'm doing a lot of HelloFresh this weekend. I'll tell you that. Yeah, it's delicious. Chef-created recipes delivered right to your door. Skip the trip to the grocery store, so spend more time doing the things you love. It's pre-portioned, farm-fresh ingredients. You just whip it up in your kitchen easily, and you have delicious meals on the table. Easy and enjoyable. Healthier. Cheaper. Delicious. What's not to like about HelloFresh and the you know not and the time and the amount of time it saves by not having to go to the grocery store and shop and all that sort of stuff? No long-term contracts or anything like that. Of course, make eating easy and exciting with America's number one meal kit. Judy and I had a great HelloFresh meal last night. We're going to have another one tonight. Sign up today for sixty-five percent off plus free shipping with the code Armstrong sixty-five at HelloFresh.com/slash/Armstrong sixty-five. That's code Armstrong sixty-five at HelloFresh.com/slash/Armstrong sixty-five. You want extra healthy, extra light, or just medium delicious? You can customize it. Armstrong sixty-five at HelloFresh.com/slash/Armstrong. Did you see the story about the guy whose uh, sailboat got pushed out to sea by uh, a bad storm and he was stuck out there for damn near a month? I did not, sir. In the uh, Caribbean? He was out there for nearly a month, 24 days, floating around out there until he was finally rescued the other day. 47-year-old dude. He survived on rainwater, which the main thing you need is water so you don't die. God, I'd be worried about the sun beating down on me, too. You'd have to get undercover. But anyway, he survived by eating uh, ketchup that he had on board, garlic powder, and seasoning cubes for 24 mm. days. Well, it's it's a standard diet minus the stuff you put the seasoning on. Seasoning cubes again tonight? Got I call it the spice lunch. diet. I can't eat seasoning cubes every meal, he said to himself. So, uh, obviously, he had no sail nor engine or right, something? Right, right, right. Wow. Yeah. And he, he wasn't able to spear any fish or anything like that, Tom right. Hanks style. Rainwater and seasoning cubes and ketchup packets. Whoa. Yikes. But it was a good weight loss program. Couldn't catch a delicious tender seagull or anything like that? 
<laughs> um, uh, we're talking about totalitarian states and uh, central planning. So China had their one-child policy going for quite a few years there. Uh, forced abortions and all kinds of stuff. Just absolutely as horrible as anything can be. Well, and again, they have a horrible mismatch. Way more men than women well, That's what we're getting to oh, here. okay. Go ahead. The, Sorry. Their slogan back during the one-child policy was one mouth, six pockets. The idea being you got a kid, but you got the two parents and four grandparents all to provide resources for this one lucky kid. One mouth, six pockets. Now the pyramid is flipped because of the aging population and everything and not having kids for so long, leaving these only children scrambling to fill six pockets by themselves. So now you're a grown up like 30 year old and you got your aging parents and grandparents to provide for and it ain't working out so well. It's all under China's looming demographic crisis, which is a problem. You've talked about that a lot this week, but I mean, uh, the economics of this, not to mention everything else, is just, wow, it's going to be interesting to watch. What's painful to me, having been reading Tim Sandifer's fabulous new book, is that these lessons are learned over and over and over again. They're learned with brutal, complete comprehension. And then forgotten the next uh, generation. Even in the same country not that long ago. Mao's centrally planning of uh, how they're going to handle their their, their fields and the growing crops and everything like that killed gazillions of people. But once you accept the premise of central planning, which is it's an easy pitch for people who, who aren't familiar with the arguments against it. Once you once you accept the premise of central planning, it's just a question of who's doing the central planning. And you can argue, yeah, Mao Zedong screwed it up, but we know how. We've learned from his mistakes now. We're ready to go. And you're going to see some central planning now, folks. Enjoy. Then it ends in disaster, as it always does. Uh, is uh, Alec Baldwin, one of the world's biggest movie stars, going to spend multiple years in prison? He actually may, which is an interesting story. Among other things we can talk about coming up, stay with us. Armstrong and Getty. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
Armstrong and Getty Show. It wasn't in the script for the trigger to be pulled. Well, the trigger wasn't pulled. I didn't pull the trigger. So no. you never pulled the trigger? No, 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 no. I, I would never point a gun at anyone and pull a trigger at them, never. So that's Alec Baldwin when he talked to George Stephanopoulos um, um, a long time ago, not that long after that poor woman got shot dead by Alec Baldwin. Um, uh, him saying he never pulled the trigger. Now they, they've looked at the gun, the experts, and saying there's, it's mechanically sound, so there's no way it went off without the trigger being pulled. Um, I just, I'm fascinated by the human psyche and memory and all that sort of stuff. It's not impossible to imagine that your brain just won't allow you to believe that you pulled the trigger, right? Well, right, and anybody who's taken any firearms training knows the reason you don't put your finger on the trigger is you might not think you're pulling the trigger, or you might not think you pulled the trigger, but you pulled it enough. Yeah, right. And I'm sure he's got a a major reason for, for, you know, his psyche to convince him that he didn't, that he's not responsible because what a horrible thing to be responsible for. Well, yeah, causing the bloody death of a young person right in front of you. That would make your mind do tricks. Favorite all Alec Baldwin vehicle before I move on. Oh, I hate to be obvious. Uh, You know what? Honestly, what's obvious? What's the most obvious? Uh, uh, Hunt for Red October. Oh, really? I was going to go 30 Rock, probably. Well, yeah, that was my other choice. Really. Okay. In, in terms of sheer enjoyment and the number of times I've enjoyed it, probably, yeah. Uh, if I'm going to go movie, it's uh, even though he was he had a, a small role in it, Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, just, mm. oh, God, he was so good in that. Set I have a knives. terrible, terrible unaided recall of movies. If I went to his IMDb page, I'd be, you'd listen to me for the next two minutes saying, oh, right, yeah, whatever movie. Yeah, so I don't know. I'm the wrong guy to ask. I have a terrible memory. What a cross to bear. Eh. Not being able to remember people's movies. I take a lot of notes. Alec when Baldwin. I, when I remember, I have to take a note every morning to remind me to take notes. Am I wrong, or is was his entire career serious, cool, sexy guy? Yes. For forever. And then it's, I don't know who first decided he was hilarious. Did did Lorne Michaels figure that out on Saturday Night Live? Or who first figured out he's a, a freaking unbelievable comedic actor yeah yeah i don't know his horrible trump imitation notwithstanding right 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 that that's yeah. the least funny thing he's ever done but right yeah yeah uh so he's facing well let's well just... he's going to be making him laugh in cell block c now jack well yeah. let's let's listen to that uh, clip 42 there michael Baldwin faces up to six and a half years in prison if convicted on the stronger involuntary manslaughter charge that carries an enhanced sentence his attorney responding, quote, this decision distorts Helena Hutchins' tragic death and represents a terrible miscarriage of justice. Mr. Baldwin had no reason to believe there was a live bullet in the gun or anywhere on the movie set. He relied on the professionals with whom he worked who assured him the gun did not have live rounds. Yeah, facing six and a half years. He's 64 years old. He's married to a fake Spaniard. These are not good circumstances to go into prison with. No, no, indeed. You've been living the life of a the super wealthy person. What a horrible situation. Oh, my God. Uh, Michael says this is a good clip. Let's hear it. I assume because she was there and she was hired, she was she was up for the job. And nothing she did raised any red flags with you? No. Okay. She said things like, remember, this is a this is a blank round. So you have to create the discharge yourself because there's no projectile. So if you shot the gun, you go bang. 
When we roll the camera, you got to go bang and have the gun gun snap back. You have to create that. But I realize, I realize the buck has got to stop somewhere in terms of blame. I suppose, right? But, Does it? But or maybe it doesn't. I don't know. You're the one who well, almost. I, I went think to, in this, uh, that's true. I almost went to law school. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> in this case, yeah. I mean, who, why? Why was there a live round in the gun? Why isn't that the only question? But I, I again, does the buck have to stop somewhere? So. I'm, he's the big guy. It's his company. It's his production. It's his everything like that. So I, he didn't. He didn't probably go on Craigslist and search for you know armorer. I mean, he had people who hired somebody who's been in the business. You know, there's a couple layers between him and that person. I just assumed they knew what they were doing. I mean, yeah. they, well, everything was done on the cheap on this set. That's part of what the prosecution's going to go with. They were trying to save money, so they hired this kid, this this young woman, very young, to be the armorer, who was the daughter of a famous armorer, but she'd had a an uneven, very, very short career. And I guess they're going to argue. And, and what's uncomfortable to me about this is we're getting into some of those weird areas of liability. Where, right, right. Where... I mean, at some point, it's the person who screwed up, screwed up. Yeah. And yeah, I hired them. Okay, I could have been more rigorous in my hiring practice, et cetera. But at some point, just when you're doing things, when you're making things, when you're running a private enterprise, bad stuff happens. I'm just kind of interested that this is for the actual legal goes to jail thing. The money thing, I'm... You know, I would get completely on how they're trying to pin it on him because he's got the de- the 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 um, the civil one that would that right. he's, he's already settled. But so the yeah. civil one, you could easily see why they'd be going after Alec Baldwin. He's the one with the deep pockets. That's where you're going to get the most money. That sort of thing, making him responsible. But but from the legal, just from a legal, you go to jail standpoint. I agree with you with the whole responsibility thing. It's like there was one of those stories the other day where a woman is suing a bar because they let her get too drunk and she you know crashed her car into a house and. Did a bunch of damage or stuff like that. Well, come on. Um, uh, uh, how about the person who handles the gun, whose job it is to make sure it's not a real gun? It's their fault completely in terms of going to jail. Yeah. I don't know. It's well, just, the it's guy just hasn't worrisome. been convicted yet. It's just like, you know, somebody works for us. If they do something insane, is it on us? You should have known they would do that. I mean, how far does it go? Right. We ask Michael, hey, can you give me that uh, book? We're going to interview the author. And he takes the book and jabs it into your eye and blinds you for life. Well, you should have hired a technical director more carefully. You should have had a more rigorous hiring process. Is it much different than that? I'm not sure it is. It's pretty close. Yeah. That's just I just find that troubling. But I don't know. I mean, if her only qualification was that she was giving him oral pleasures, and I have no information of that, uh, and I'm just suggesting a, a particularly absurd scenario. He's married to a hot fake Spaniard. He doesn't That's, need that. Uh, he has crazy, rampant Hollywood needs, Jack. They're not like us. They're not like morals, celebrities. Anyway, I mean, if that was why she got hired, then I could see, uh, you know, prosecuting the guy. So, as always, I advise, let's wait for the facts to come in. Yeah, but what's a jury going to decide? Are Billy and Daniel Baldwin sticking with him? That's one thing I wonder. Will they visit him in jail? The Your less- alterna Baldwin. Will he have lesser Baldwins visiting him in jail? <laughs> eh, well, boy. you don't see that coming when you're just a, you know, 64-year-old super wealthy movie star. 
going to prison for a while. Oh, my God. This fake Spaniard wife has got to be crying in her paella. That's so disappointing. Uh, uh, If you miss an hour of the show, we do four. If you miss an hour, get the podcast Armstrong and Getty On Demand. I mean, she had such, what is the word, expectations? (laughs) How you say. Armstrong and Getty. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Got menopause? We've got you. Hi, Jackie here, founder of ExoJackie. Feel supported throughout your menopause journey and beyond with our organic protein powders and symptom relief boosts. Formulated to keep bones and muscles strong, ExoJackie products help reduce bloating, hot flashes, and weight gain. Enjoy 20% off with promo code EXOPODCAST. Shop now at exojacqui.com. Made for women by women. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. 